This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Nice. So I've been calling as long as you've been breathing oxygen on this planet, and I'll tell you, I'm still learning. The, the first sound I made, I turned it around and sucked in. And they, Don't do that. I'll be, I'll be calling 911. Now, that's something you don't hear every day. Somebody throwing lead in a condom in their mouth. Yeah, no. Uh, no that yeah. is. Uh, that was back in the late 30s, <laughs> early 40s. And, and trust me, the, the, the latex had only been used once. No, it had yeah. never been used. So <laughs> oh, don't God. go there. Don't go there. Oh, man. Hide your kids, folks. You can- Living Country in the City, Episode 9. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Well, here we are, yet another episode of Living Country in the City from the International Sportsman's Expo in Salt Lake City. Uh, We just finished up watching the RMEF World Championships for Elk Calling. It was awesome show to watch. I know I learned a whole lot about what makes a good elk call, what makes a bad elk call. I know I still have tons more to learn. I'm here with Big Al Morris. Introduce yourself, Al. Well, you know, I work full-time for Fox Pro, and and, uh, we make the high-end electronic game callers out of Lewistown, PA. It's really cool. We're the only American-made electronic game call company in the the country. But aside from that, we do have elk calls. And uh, it's it's awesome to come to. I live here in Utah, so coming to Salt Lake City for the World Elk Calling Championships was just an extension. Of course, I didn't make the cut to the finals, but that's you know there was 22 of the best callers on the planet, and uh, when it all shook out, they 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 had a call down to to number one, and, and Brian Langley, a two or he's, I think he's a three time world champ now, won it again, and uh, Corey Jacobson took second, and and uh, new batch of judges. It's just fun, and it's fun to meet you, and and you're, you're over here in Salt Lake City learning about elk calls, and and what did you learn? Well, so I, you know, in all reality, I picked up my first diaphragm call. Where, uh, what, what's today? March. Uh, today is March 18th, and so as of recording this, I picked up my first diaphragm call probably about a week or two ago. That's um, awesome. And threw it in, and it sounded like I was strangling a squirrel, <laughs> but I, I at least got to make it make a sound. 
So I was, I was pretty dang proud of myself with that one. And oh, been, yeah. Been watching a lot of videos since then. But, but coming in here just learning a, a lot of stuff, talking with the different folks, talking with you, talking with Rocky and Corey and uh, – and Some of the best teachers on the planet. Oh, my gosh. And, and everyone here is so willing to sit down with you. Absolutely. All these pros. I've, I, learned, I put a diaphragm call in my mouth 34 years ago. You're not even that old, are you? I was going to say that was the year I was born right there. You're putting a diaphragm call in. Nice. <laughs> so I've been calling as long as you've been breathing oxygen on this planet. And yep. I'll tell you, I'm still learning. Every time, every time I do a seminar, every time I go out in a field and call elk, I'm still learning. And, and it's something you're not going to just pick up overnight. It's something that really does take some dedication to uh, learning how to use a diaphragm call. And, and uh, the point is you picked it up a, few, you know, a week or two ago, and now you're learning and you're on the road. And that's really what it's about. This process of life is, is learning new things. And learning the diaphragm call can be hard, as you well know. You, oh, the, yeah. the first sound I made, I turned it around and sucked in. And they, <laughs> don't do that. I'll be, I'll be calling 911 from Montrose, Colorado Springville. Utah to have somebody road rear that thing out of your throat. Wayne Carlton taught me 34 years ago how to use a diaphragm elk call, and it's just been a study my whole life. And whether you believe me or not, it doesn't matter, but I've had my knife in 738 elk, and uh, I was a professional guide since 1990. I'm still professionally guiding, uh, even though I work for Fox Pro. Um, last year, I had one of my most successful years, killed my biggest bull, a big 6x6 six six in Utah. I drew a nice tag here in Utah. Took my boss to New Mexico, called 16 bulls in four days. Uh, um, of those 16 bulls, five of them were less than five yards from him. So you can really take a diaphragm elk call, make real authentic sounds, and you can get elk really close to you. And, and that's what it's about, learning to call a wild animal in. I, I love calling coyotes. I'm known for calling coyotes. I'm on national TV. we got our fur taker uh, uh, TV show on the Outdoor Channel, but I really love to call elk. So... So for those who don't know anything about this, people are coming out of fresh. A lot of people that talk to me, I, I, they're kind of in the same boat where I was a little while ago. They're like, I want to start hunting. I just really have no idea how to go about this. But so for these people that are coming fresh in, uh, can you kind of explain what a diaphragm call is? A diaphragm call is basically a piece of latex that is in a horseshoe-shaped deal that they stretch that latex you can get different stretches it'll give you different pitches but they fold that aluminum horseshoe over onto it and then they add tape around it so it's called a diaphragm and you press your tongue against that latex and make noise and it sounds easy but as you well know it can be hard i mean let alone getting your first sound out of it regardless of what that sound is is <laughs> it's, it's important a bit of a to challenge. make noise yeah it's important to get noise out of them you know once once you get that then you're like okay this is kind of how it works then absolutely then you can get to the the actual first step of, of elk no and then you start making sounds and 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 elk are awesome they're really vocal animals you can make great cow calls great bugles and you can do it all hands-free with a diaphragm in your mouth and that's the advantage elk hunters if you're going to be a diehard elk hunter you need to use a diaphragm but now some people have high palates they have a, a mouth structure that isn't conducive to great elk calling with a diaphragm okay but uh, Rocky Mountain Calls, um, Phelps, there's a lot of callers, Hunter Specialties, Primos, they have domes over those. And those domes over that latex will help guys with high palates. So just because you have a high palate, don't worry. Um, and, and it came from the turkey calling world. Ben Rogers Lee was the first one to take lead, a piece of lead, and fold it over onto a latex condom that he'd cut up. And, uh, and they stretch it, and then he put it in the roof of his mouth. And he was the first one to really start using a diaphragm call. Now, that's something you don't hear every day. Somebody throwing 
lead and a condom in their mouth. Yeah, no, um, no. That it, is uh, that was back in the late <laughs> 30s, early 40s, and and trust me, the the, the latex had only been used once. No, it had yeah. never been used. So <laughs> oh, don't God. go there. Don't go there. Oh man, hide your kids, folks. You can cut that out. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's going in. That one's too good. <laughs> um. So uh, that's the and that's one of the things I actually learned while I was here is uh, two of the different types of diaphragm calls. You have the palate plate and you have the tone top, right? Yes. Are there are there any any other types of diaphragm calls? No, that's it. You know, Rocky was the first one to do a palate plate, and then the tone trough and that it all came from Ben Rogers Lee. He was the first one to do that. He actually domed lead over over uh, latex back in the forties, and and uh, it's been around since then, and. Um, it's just it's it, it just helps you. It helps you. It helps some people get sound out of that latex. Mm-hmm. And and I've definitely noticed there's if there's one thing I've learned there are hundreds of different types of you know different individual cuts and widths stretches. and tightnesses and stretches yep. and of these diaphragm calls and it's it's just an experimentation game finding one that works for your mouth shape works for what you want to call how you want to call. Don't buy just one because you've yep. got to find one that fits the structure of your mouth really well. And uh, it's the structure, you know, I, I have a big wide palate, so the diaphragms I use are big and wide. And, and uh, don't be intimidated by a diaphragm call. It's just latex. It's just uh, aluminum and, and actually just a piece of uh, athletic tape that they've put around it. And when you put it in your mouth, you put it right behind your front teeth up on the roof, if you stuck your tongue out, I'd probably put my finger on a spot right in the middle of your tongue or towards the middle front of your tongue, and then you press up. And it'll... You make just such sweet cow calls with them, and uh, then you can advance. I tell people to growl into it at first, and that gives you that low end of a bull bugling. And and so you can cow call you can, and uh, the thing the fun thing about elk hunting is you can call every elk that's on that mountain. You can call the cows, you can call the calves, and you can call the bulls. And and that's what the hunters are using these diaphragm calls for. And and you're on your way. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna go elk hunting now. I know you. Oh, I can yeah. see it in your eyes. And, oh no, and, I got my I got my September uh, September blocked out. I'm I'm hoping uh, we'll see we'll see what the draw ads uh, give me. But no. uh, I've always. I've always got my over-the-counter tags as a good backup. So absolutely, elk hunting is as fun as it gets. Um, so now we've got diaphragm calls, and what else? What else? What else do we have in this in this world of calling? What other kind well, of calls? What other kinds of toys? The other and calls that are available are calls with mylar reeds on the top of them, and and it has a tone board, and this tone board is curved, and you can get a high pitch if you get to the end of it, and you can get a lower pitch in here. So I'll just give you an example of it. And if you said I only got to take one call, I have killed so many elk with this with this uh, call here, and it's just a it's just a tone board made out of mylar. It's got a and and it really does make those. You can get on it and really do an asterisk type of and just growling into it. And so between the diaphragm and a open uh, tone board call, that's what's going to be your your best call. Fantastic. And so now. Uh with those diaphragm calls, uh, explain the uh, explain the bugle tube to me. You know, the bugle is just an extension of it. So if I was to just do this. Uh, 
it sounds good, but when you put a tube together into it, it magnifies everything you're trying to accomplish with it. And so the bugle tube is just a magnification of what you're trying to, to do with the, with the diaphragm. It, it, it enhances the diaphragm sound, and that's uh, the tube I use is corrugated, much like an elk's esophagus, and that gives you a more truer, truer elk sound. Okay. And is this a, is this a tube available? Uh, at Fox Pro. Go to go, Fox Pro. gofoxpro.com. We've got them on our website. Okay. What, what, kind, of, what, what kind of tube is this for the um, listeners? It, it, it's our big bully tube, and uh, it's, it's got a baffle on the end of it. I can actually turn this off. So as you're bugling, it's 34 years of elk calling wrapped up in this tube that I've <laughs> developed. And so always in the past, I'd have to put my hunters out 20, 30, 40, 50 yards in front of me, and I'd walk back. Now I can stay stand there right next to you and just turn this off. So if you're listening... <laughs> It has a baffle in there, and my, my tube is the most unique tube on the market. No other tube will come, shut that sound off completely, and it's amazing the reactions I'm getting out of it. It's awesome. Um, you know, Bugling Bulls makes a great call. Primos makes elk calls. I mean, there's lots of calls out there, but mine was designed strictly to, to kill elk, and it's, it's an awesome design. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so we've got the diaphragm calls, we've got uh, the reed calls, the external calls, the external yeah. calls. We got our, our bugle tube. So uh, how does how does how does one start it, getting into calling now? You know, most most days, most days when I'm out in the field, you just want to go out and and you you know. What makes you a great elk caller is you're where the elk want to be, and they're, they're going to come to you. But if you don't know where that is, the first thing I do is I can do a locating bugle. So I'll go out there in the woods, and I'll just do a non-aggressive bugle. Um, I'm just saying, is anybody out there? And I'm hoping he goes, I'm over here, and then you know where he's at, and you, you go to him. Uh, never forget, after that point... Um, some guys just locate and then they get in close and all they do is cow call. It depends on the herd dynamics. I mean, there is no just one go-to scenario. I sound like a small bull. I sound like a small bull with a cow in estrus. And they have a pecking order. All elk are, live in a pecking order. And uh, if a bigger bull hears a smaller bull with a cow in estrus, he's going to, oh, no, you didn't. You, that's, I want that lady. So he'll come. And that's I call a lot of bulls doing that. Um, the other thing I do is I call to the entire herd. And you won't hear any other guy t- tell you about it. Uh, 
I, the cows are in as much competition to breed as the bulls. And of course, we as hunters, we focus on those bulls because they got the big, pretty head gear. We want those antlers on our on our wall so we can look at them every day. You don't want a good mount. But you but, can't eat an antler. No, you can't eat an antler. And and in a lot of states, you know, like Utah, you have to draw the big bull tags. And if you don't do that, the over-the-counter tags are the cow elk and the spike elk. You know, you can go hunt those. So I like to call the entire herd, and I do that with cow calls, using the diaphragm with the cow calls, using the external read with the cow calls. And you can literally call the entire herd in. Now you compound your issues with uh, too many eyes, ears, and noses. They're going to see you, hear you, or smell you. And remember this, uh, an elk will see you three times, hear you twice, but it'll only smell you once. So if you're calling in 20, 30 elk, um, um, you gotta, you gotta be conscious of the wind. You gotta be, so you're not moving. They won't see you and, uh, don't let them smell you. And, and, and it complicates your life calling the whole herd in, but I've, I've killed a lot of big bulls, uh, calling in the whole herd. Okay. So we've talked a bit about elk calling, uh, but you're telling me you are known for your coyote calls. Yes, sir. The coyotes. I'm, I'm a, so, so what do you, how do you, how, what do you say? I, I've heard it all kinds of ways. Coyotes, coyotes. Coyotes, coyotes, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, vermin. Uh, coyotes, uh, you know, I'm a four-time world coyote calling champ. I work full-time for Fox Pro. We make the high-end electronic game callers. But uh, elk and coyotes have been my passion my whole life. I just turned 50 this year, so uh, I'm getting older longer in the tooth but uh man i love coyote calling i love uh you can go to uh, online to our fur taker youtube page we got seven seasons of of tv on our fur taker youtube page so if and then we'll have some you can go to our website gofoxpro.com uh we'll have elk calls we got turkey calls we'll have deer calls but we we really got a lot of coyote calls on that website okay, uh, i'll make sure to link to all that uh, i'll have a show notes page that i'll announce at the end of the show and uh, i'll make sure to link to all those pages on there so people can get there real easy well it's awesome it's uh, awesome that uh, we ran into each other you came to my seminar you you uh you can tell i like what i do no absolutely okay so we've talked uh, a lot about calling elk uh, we've talked about calling coyotes yotes whatever you want to call them um as i always say i've got a lot of hunters that were in the same spot as me who are, are either intimidated or trying to get into all of this and there's just so many toys to buy so much to learn what would you say to someone who feels like Learning all of this is too far out of reach, uh, too difficult, doesn't even know where to start. So in the world we live in today, this media on demand is amazing. You can go to YouTube and Google calling elk, calling coyotes. You're going you're gonna to see us. You're going to see professionals doing it. And if you saw the callers today on that stage, um, they were probably into, just a few short years ago. I can never remember seeing so many good callers. Everyone sounded amazing. The women, I mean, the the youth. Did you see some of those kids? They're 11 to 15, and they're amazing. Even that peewee division, I think they're probably calling better than I can. And I really think that a lot of people are going to YouTube. In our society, you can pull it up on your computer, so don't be intimidated. Get on your computer. Google elk calling, Google coyote calling, and look at some of those things you need, and it'll shortcut your search. And then you can kind of zero in on something that may click with you or somebody that may click with you. Watch how he does it. Um, there's, there's so many resources out there for people. And like you, everybody you've met is like, hey, dude, we can show you this, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So call up Rocky Mountain Calls and, and just ask the right questions. I, uh, I'm this age. This is what I want to do. What would you send me? You know, send me your three beginner calls 
or something, don't be, and you don't have to spend a lot of money doing it. Don't, don't spend a lot, you know, don't invest a whole lot of money until you decide you really like it. But don't say you can't diaphragm call until you try it, right? <laughs> and then you've got to go through some steps. And sometimes it's, you know, it's hard to find that mentor. It really is to find somebody that will take the time out of their life to share with you. And, and uh, that's why when somebody, you know, you said you wanted to do this podcast, I, 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 I Wayne Carlton, 34 years ago, took five minutes out of his day to show me how to use a diaphragm elk call. Changed my life forever. Changed my direction. Changed everything. So that's why when somebody wants five minutes, I'm going to give it to them because you never know. You could change somebody's life. So remember that. Um, share your knowledge. And you can go to GoFoxPro.com. We have a community there. Uh, uh, forums page, you can get on the big game section and say, hey, Al, I'm trying to use this diaphragm, but I'm having trouble, and, and maybe we can do some FaceTiming or something, or or maybe I'll be a, doing a show somewhere, and you can come link up with me. I mean, there's shows. I go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, sometimes I do shows in California. Up in, in uh, I've done some in Sacramento and north of Sac, and uh, you know, there's you, we can link up and we can get you some one-on-one time. So don't ever, you know, I don't want any of your podcast listeners to think that it's uh, pie-in-the-sky stuff, you know. I'm proud to see you coming from California and coming to Utah to this expo and, and learning something. You've learned a lot this weekend, I can tell. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I talked to a lot of my friends. I was telling people I'm getting I'm getting texts, right, you know, as as this is all going on. And everyone's like, hey, what you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm Salt Lake City. Uh, Hanging out. I, they're like, oh, uh, what, are you, what are you doing out there? I'm like, oh, I'm at the, the sportsman's expo and they're like oh that's cool you know what's going on there i'm like i'm watching the elk calling championships the world elk calling championships and and there's this like pause in the text and they're waiting a second and i usually get back something along the lines of wait that's an actual thing <laughs> i'm like yeah it's a thing they're like then i get they're like aren't those just big deer i'm like well <laughs> kind big, of big vocal deer yeah i was gonna say they're big deer that'll scream right in your face if you <laughs> let them if you let them but uh it's it's just funny because it's one of those things where uh, people uh, from similar backgrounds to me they they come from a world where this just is not, and it's not and it's not even people that are that are against it or oh, no. or anything. There, uh, there's just a lot of people where they haven't they've been never exposed. had a, any exposure, and they're yeah. I, I get a lot of questions like, okay, you know, tell me about this hunting thing yeah. that that you're learning well, to do or you're into or hunting is conservation I, you know somebody that's listening they might be on the fence i don't know if i really like hunting don't know if it's my thing well let me tell you what if it wasn't for the dollars that you spend on licenses that's what really manages these you know fun for animals uh uh peta all these they don't put any money on the ground to manage these animals they talk a good game but when it comes right down to it all you're paying for is bmws and and summer homes for these rich people the actual, the reason that animals get managed in the western United States, this, this North American hunting conservation model is based on hunting. And it's based on licensed sales. And those licensed sales go to the Utah, or it goes to the state division offices, and that's who manages the wildlife in the state of Utah. So you want to help manage wildlife by a hunting license. You know, and I always like to remind people that this wasn't some government mandate that came down that, hey, we're going we're gonna to take this money from your hunting licenses, we're going to you know, tax your, your guns, and we're going to put it... No, this, this was a decision made by hunters. They lobbied to have a tax put on this, to have their money go towards to conservation. conservation. Yes. And it's one of the few taxes that actually goes towards what it's intended for and not... Hunting is conservation, and let's face it, I mean, we don't have canine teeth in our human heads for, I mean, we're meat eaters. Our, our forefathers, they, they hunted, they gathered. And uh, 
I think when you get stuck in a, an office building nine to five, you forget about that hunt and gathering. And I think that's why people look. And, and if you want to get to the wild side, if you want to really experience something tremendous, get out in the wild, let a, let a bull elk bugle, you know, <laughs> see that white-tailed deer running through, go hunt some pheasants, hunt some doves. Uh, hunting is, is uh, recreation. Hunting is getting you back to your roots. Uh, we're hunters. We're fishermen. I mean, you know what they call it? You know what the word vegetarian means in Indian, don't you? Bad hunter. You know, he oh, man. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so uh, no, I'm, I'm just teasing. But we have canines in our mouth for a reason. We're meat eaters. And guys, have, you know, us humans have been hunting since we became human. And I can't tell you when that is. But uh, I'm really, it really is my getaway. It, it makes me feel free. And, it, and we have so much public land in this western United States. You living in California, you are only eight, ten-hour drive from some awesome public land in Nevada. And you come a little further, you're in Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho. Well, tons I mean, of in public land. Complete honesty, in California, we have a huge amount of public land. It's, right. it's an enormous amount of public land. And we do have some very good hunting. It's just the... The really good spots are pounded. tend to get crowded. Yeah, they pounded. tend to get real crowded. And but I mean, the you look at like Angeles National Forest. I mean, not even an hour drive outside of downtown Los Angeles, and there's deer, there's bear, there's there's plenty of coyotes, um, and you can you can do some hunting. I mean, it's the percentages aren't great. You know, you're not going to see as much as you will other places, and you're going to be dealing with a lot more hikers, but uh, there, there's definitely a lot of public lands out there if you, if you look for them. People, people get hung up on the kill. And it's not the kill. It's not the reason we hunt. We hunt to be free. And, and a kill is part of hunting. You know, you want to harvest that animal. You want to utilize it. You want to eat it. But getting ready for the hunt, practicing your bow, mm-hmm. practicing your calling, that's really where hunting is for me. And it's the camaraderie. You have this podcast going. There, there's hundreds and thousands of people going to listen to you. I know it that are, are interested in this and, and just know that when you become a hunter, it doesn't matter whether that's with a bow, a rifle. Or I don't care if you use a, a spear or a rock. Uh, you're still hunting, and and you're part of this. You're part of the fraternity. And, and don't be, don't hesitate. Man. Jump in. Be become a hunter because that's uh, that's living in my book. <laughs> so. Um what are you what are you, what are you excited about this year? What's uh what's next on the plate for uh for I, Big Al? I drew Wyoming elk. So first nice. of, first of September I'm going to be chasing elk. Um in June I'm going to Montana to dog coyotes with my decoy dogs, which is a whole nother. We could we could go into a whole hour <laughs> segment on de- everybody's like decoy dogs. What's that? And you, my dogs go out pick a fight with the coyotes and bring them back to me. It's awesome. <laughs> go on to YouTube and look up coyote dogging. And uh, you'll okay. see you'll see my you'll see my dogs uh, getting stoked outdoors is the so you just remember go to coyote dog and getting stoked outdoors you'll see my two dogs you'll see me um, uh, one biscuit shy three hundred pounds but I still get around the hills pretty good and uh, I'm not skinny like you and <laughs> and w- we love what we do so I'm going to do some dogging this summer I got some good elk tags coming this fall of course the Utah I drew my big bull tag in Utah last year so this year I'm only going to have the spike cow trophy hunt that we go on for our bow hunt but uh, i didn't get this way eating salad so i got this way eating elk meat so <laughs> i'm looking forward to that and then oh, usually one or two of my friends draw a good tag so that's what i got coming down the pike all right so now um we talked about a couple of your sites if people want to find you online find you to ask questions uh what uh where can they hit you up on social media what what are the web best websites to hit you up to kind of summarize you um 
we have uh, Fox Pro Incorporated on our uh, uh, Facebook page. Uh, Fur Taker, uh, Fur Takers, and Fox Pro Incorporated are on on Facebook. Um, we have a YouTube Fur Takers YouTube channel. You know, if you look up Fox Pro Fur Takers on YouTube. We got seven years of TV shows on that, and uh, you can go to GoFoxPro.com. We have an online community there, so you can go to the big game or just just hit me up, uh, send me a private message on there. I'm I'm Alan Morris, Big Al Morris. Uh, uh, you can find me there, and we'll try and get back to you as soon as we can. You can send me a Facebook message on uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, love to talk to people, love to help people. Uh, I, I try to give everybody five minutes. You know, it might change a life. Well, I really appreciate you giving me a lot more than five minutes and uh, wow. taking the time to share everything. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on the show, Alex. Hey, the best, best thing about this Salt Lake show this year was you coming from California and hanging out with us. Glad to hear it. All right, man. We'll see you next round. That'll do it for Episode 9 of Living Country in the City. Another big thank you to Al Morris for sitting down and walking us through all of that fantastic info on game calling. Make sure you check out Al on his social media pages, which you can find on our show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 9. Also, make sure you find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, and also sign up for our email list at livingcountryinthecity.com. In the meantime, stay country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.